Hello and welcome to episode 3 of the Show Me Potato Salad podcast. This show is brought to you by our good friends over at Clinkstone Brewery. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan JJ Layden. With me today, we have Callum Loopy Smith. How are we doing? We also have Ewan Junior Smith. Morning. <laughs> and last, but certainly not least, we have Keith, no nickname Reddick. What's happening? <laughs> Later on the show, we have one-fifth of Grey City Tattoo, John Phillip, joining us. But before all of that, we'll dive into our topics of this week. They are the longest hockey game roundup from last week. Get some facts and figures. The ice melting at the Lake Tahoe NHL game. And our experiences being tattooed and how it may be affecting getting a job. And round off the show with our salad dressings of the week. Make sure to check us out on Instagram and Facebook to keep up to date with the podcast. Follow, like, share, subscribe and let us know you are listening. Also, if you listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us a five-star rating because we're sound as fuck and this show is amazing. (laughs) 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 And it also also helps with Apple's algorithm, but but more more because we're sound as fuck. More sound as fuck. And we don't like to brag about it, but... Uh, don't like to brag about it, but... <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> but it's true. Right, well, well, wait on that note. We'll go into the topics of the week this week, and we'll kind of round off last week's, one of last week's topics, the, the world's longest hockey game. Longest hockey game finished. When Was it mon- Was it Monday night, Sunday night you finished? Monday Monday morning, I think, for us, yeah, I was, think. Yeah, something like, so it would have been like, yeah... Sunday night over there it finished what was it they ended up playing did they not end up playing about 11 days in total because I, mean, I think it was 10 they were aiming for but did they not go on a wee bit longer go on a wee they bit. Thought, I think they maybe did fuck as if it wasn't it's long enough <laughs> <laughs> imagine them just coming up to you and going I right, just do an extra day boys pull an extra shift lads on you go have a already. Clock, please <laughs> Or maybe it was a tie game and that was overtime. Yeah. <laughs> you imagine? Oh, Sir, imagine overtime. Certainly wasn't an overtime and tie run. game. Those scores were something else. Like, yeah, they, uh, they they raised one point eight million dollars for cancer. Is it cancer research? Cancer research. It's like their equivalent yeah. of cancer research, research. Canada, yeah. yeah, which is absolutely Incredible. insane. It's amazing work. A lot of money. Amazing work, and it it's good on them because they've done it, but also good on everyone that. That donated. That donated. Yeah. yeah. The, the the final score of the game. This is insane. <laughs> For Team Hope was two thousand six hundred and forty nine, and Team Cure were two thousand five hundred and twenty eight. All things considered, that's quite a close game. It's a very close game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just a hundred goals in it. I was going to say there's a hundred odd goals in it, but that's close. <laughs> that is close. I, th- I, th- I find that mental. It's that close. I thought like one team would be like, no, up I like totally run away with it, run away with it. But no, I want to know how much close. shots each team. Shots on goal. That's, that's shots the one on thing tallies. that I would love to know is like the actual total amount of shots on goal. And yeah, like I was saying last week, was the save percentage because. 2,649 goals like over an 11 day period when you think about it it's it's not that much like over 11 days but it's a lot of goals but the goalies must have just been getting rattled with pucks I mean you'd, you'd expect <laughs> that after time. after a thousand had passed you probably weren't doing too much for it after that really were you <laughs> that's, that's, 
once once the thousand go in, that's where the goalie rattles his stick across the post. Like, I'm done with this. Point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm half. I'm out. You need to get Bombay to come out and tie you to the post like they do with Goldberg. Yeah, like scars Goldberg. <laughs> to hold you up. Are <laughs> we something else? Like, oh, obviously that was yeah. uh, that was uh, obviously uh, an outdoor game that ran exceptionally well. Phenomenal effort by everyone involved in it. But at least uh, I suppose we can take a bit of solace with with our next topic in that although we had a bit of a disappointing time with our ice melting, it happens <laughs> to the pros as well. Because uh, obviously yeah. the NHL had a, an outdoor game. They always do a, a winter classic sort of game normally where they hold a, a game in, a, in an American football pitch. So they can get huge crowds in, big outdoor rink. But obviously with, with COVID and things, they've not been able to do that. So they decided to move it to Lake Tahoe. Um, and uh, they had a wee bit of a problem with the sun, didn't they, boys? Yeah. Basically, well, yeah. They were they were playing on, they were playing on the 18th green at some Lake Tahoe that resort, course, yeah. mm-hmm. and the backdrop in itself was fucking believable. I was seeing a lot of people saying that they think they should just get rid of the crowds for the outdoor games and just go oh. to like amazing places and play games of hockey. Like I think that'd be incredible if they can if they can sort this whole ice melting situation <laughs> what were the 600 was it 600 feet above they were up something yeah, like that but what they were saying like was um basically after the first period they had like the, the commissioner of the outdoor sports uh, entertainment came on and kind of gave the reason why and i think they, they had the game too early on in the day so what they'd done for there was a game on Sunday. They'd organised that. A game happening tonight. Later. Game yeah. happening tonight. It's with Boston and Philly, so, isn't it? So that should have been in the afternoon. Yeah. But they moved it because of it was Gary Bettman, the commissioner of the NHL, that was discussing it. Yeah. And, and he was could... he was saying basically, yeah, the, the Dora Day after the, before the game had even started yesterday, and that's the Saturday game. Mm. They'd already decided to shift the Sunday game. Sunday the game. Sunday game because they they could kind of predict how things were going to go yeah. but you've seen you've seen the guys on the ice oh yeah oh that. yeah there was like oh. just, they were tripping over nothing and, it, they were it, it was and just losing their footing and yeah. stuff although yeah i like watching the first period like they played really well on it considering the ice pad was melting See, when the such camera, an effort to skate on as well though when yeah. the camera was going down off. ice level so like it, you could see it like yeah, center the ice was especially so it was up. like little waves mm-hmm. like between the blue line and the red line like it's bad enough on a <laughs> pond when you get the goalie, bump, but never goalie playing with the shades on under his helmet as well. Like his proper like Ray Bans on under the cage. I don't know. Hold on. Did you see the guy's name? Please tell oh, me. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. Dusty, Dusty Gooch himself. Dusty that was it. <laughs> oh, for the, for everyone listening, what they basically did, they invited down three members from the Alberta sort of community oh, don't been say this because it'll make me feel bad I know <laughs> I know but it, you almost did and they had like a nurse down and then they had somebody else who's helping out with them um, one of one of the other sort of medical aspects and they had a fireman down and they announced him and big his old name, dusty gooch big dusty big gooch. dusty gooch big old dusty what, gooch buddy? his <laughs> parents <laughs> must have fucking hated him <laughs> The, the worst part is there was no getting around that his last name's Gooch. No, You're not getting away from no. that. Yeah. And yeah. It, was yeah. The first name. I, it was the way they announced it. And I'm I'm amazed the players kept a straight face in the lineup. Like, because you could kind of see some of them looking at each other. And it, it just, <laughs> who the fuck is Dusty Gooch? <laughs> An absolute champion in my mind. That's who he is. <laughs> what a legend. He's wearing that with pride. Good on oh, 
percent. What a boy. Hey, if you're getting uh, turned into a meme, you're just legends. Just accept face it. Oh, it and yeah. Fuckers probably gonna wait to go and make like a million quid in the next week or so from <laughs> memes and stuff from becoming internet famous. Yeah. He has, <laughs> and yeah, but in, in such a good way though. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like it's not even like a massively negative way. It's just funny. What <laughs> the boys are brilliant hero. name. Like, obviously, he's a firefighter. He does great service, but ah, just too Got good. A cracking name. Too good. Cracking name. Absolutely <laughs> cracking name. name. Amazing name. I think, yeah, like what you're saying, Keith, with like fans and stuff, I, th- I think it'd be more interesting. Like the, the places that you could potentially yeah. take games to. Um, you could do some incredible stuff. Well, they, they mentioned they, there was rumors of Lake Louise before Lake Tahoe. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason now why they can't go and... Can't do it. Why they can't go like, back and go back they can, to Lake they Louise. Could, yeah, they can show that this can be done. Okay, mm-hmm. well, it hasn't mm-hmm. worked out as good. But yeah, but can, you're not going to know until you try first time. Yeah. yeah. You and it almost learn. turned into the, the second longest hockey game yeah. in, <laughs> in two weeks. What did they they played the first period and then waited, what did they do, wait about six hours before they did the, the last two periods of the game? Was I it nine hours? Because they started about funny. midnight, wasn't it? There was, a, there was a little post after like... Like so, obviously Colorado were up one nil after the first period, and then I can't remember. I think it was possibly Vegas had got about. I, I think. Yeah, I think they did. I think it kind of went goal about. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, but it, it it came up on their like thing time time between both goals. <laughs> nine hours. <laughs> nine hours and something. I said, well played. And but the funny, the, saying... funny uh, the funny things as well were like. Uh, the signs outside. I, I love it. It's been happening in all the games as well. And like the Jumbotrons, I seen mm. the other day as well, like Anaheim and put in their building, uh, free beer for everyone in attendance tonight. There was one as well the other week. I think it was the Tampa game. They had like um, toilet queues and then they like, they normally have like a minute's amount of wait and it was zero <laughs> minutes. <laughs> like, it's, it's just the so classic as well. Who was the team that did it? And they put those big industrial fans out in the stands, and it was like, "Give up for the oh, fans!" Yeah, like, and the for camera the fans just panned around the these things all <laughs> I think just that was Vegas, it. actually. I think that was Vegas. Somebody, so I think good. it was someone from was it Montreal the other other day had played like as a thousand thousandth game, and um, obviously they announced it over the jumbotron and stuff. And then they pumped in like crowd noise and just for shits and giggles, he stood up and like kind of gave a wave to like thank the fans. (laughs) There was obviously nobody there. It's brilliant. And can we just discuss though, boys, the Avs jerseys? Oh, Oh, so so for for anyone listening, the NHL this year have done a thing called reverse retro. And basically they've taken old school jerseys, retro vintage jerseys and kind of, gave them somewhat of a modern it's, twist it's for basically the clubs as well that kind of took over from those cities wasn't it i think yeah it's a little that, bit of that there's a few uh, like there's a few it. teams there's a few teams that obviously like uh went under as such and then mm-hmm. teams and then, took over teams so you, back you had the whalers like hartford and carolina yeah and you've got yeah. like uh quebec nordiques went to colorado you mm-hmm. had um minnesota north stars then went to dallas stars yeah. There's a few things like that, but even like Minnesota kind of taking on the North Stars colors for their jersey, and I, I love that jersey. Yeah. I, I like what yeah. they've done with that. But it's kind of the same with the Avs. The Avs have taken the Quebec Nordiques um, and logo and stuff, but kept the Avs colors. Yeah. And it's and just it's, so oh, nice. It's one of the nice. So nice. It's just nice, ever. plain and simple. Like yeah, yeah the white yeah. with the maroon, maroon, maroon colored uh, short covers and gloves. It's just. It's there's, and just there's a couple filth. out there that are 
not the nicest. <laughs> yeah, to put, to put it know, nicely. I really like the, the Oilers um, dark kit they've been playing in the dark, dark navy the dark with blue, orange. Blue, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the, a the really thing, good kit. It's, it was always kind of hard with the likes of Oilers. It's yeah. the same with Philadelphia Flyers. Like Their yeah. kits have never, never really changed. changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although the Ducks so there was always... Wild Wing on the front, though. That's uh, <laughs> It's oh, funny. I've heard. Fucking, I've heard bad stuff about it, but I absolutely love it. Like, <laughs> the fucking the, 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 the black Dallas one. I quite like the Dallas black one. Yeah, I quite like oh, it. Fuck oh, oh, What about the chrome God domes? Awful. The chrome domes for the, the oh, Kings for Vegas. Uh, theater team. <laughs> I love it. I'm not gonna lie. Although they did. They did gold. They did golden buckets for the actual Vegas team as well. Yeah, I think they're brilliant. I think it's funny as fuck. No. But you look like the, the, you know how in Europe they have the uh, like the top goals top helmet, helmet, like yeah, yeah. colored helmet. It just looks like that for the whole team. In <laughs> fairness, if there's a team that's going to get away with it, it's Vegas. Oh, it's 100 Vegas. Just Vegas. Just think, it's Jordan. The, Vegas. If you played in Europe, you could look like that fucking bell end every week. <laughs> top goal scorer, <laughs> gold bucket. Have you seen the one? There's one league where it's like a yellow helmet with like flames on it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I think I think I purposely. Like just not score. <laughs> just, yeah, not score. Yeah. just always stay a goal behind. I'll just I'll just ride the bench. It's fine. <laughs> well, you could you could assist someone, Keith. Like yeah, think you think ahead. You don't need fully get kicked off the team. Yeah. <laughs> well, having said that, sticking over to the the, the Vegas side of, the, of of America, the the Coyotes jerseys, they're naughty as well. They are they're so naughty. naughty. Yeah, I've always liked that old school. Like, like the Kachina and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always it's always been a favourite of mine. The yeah, thing it's... I've kind of loved more about it with them doing the the retro jerseys is um, the goalie pad setups. I don't know if it's just because oh. when I played in goals, it was something yeah. that I used to do was obviously sit and make up pads that I would love to get my hands on. Mm-hmm. But like some of them that they've been coming out with just to go with that kits for one-off yeah. specials have been. The Calgary, the Calgary keepers yeah. pads with their old school jerseys is such, such a good setup. Like the dragon split between both pads is. Yeah. It was some some yeah, random even, guy designed that for him. It was just like some yeah. random guy on the internet, yeah, that <clears throat> designed it and even like it. so the uh, the Avs keeper last night had like I think I think it was Lake Tahoe. He was like the mountains in the background is mm-hmm. kind of what he had in his pads. It was really subtle, yeah. but it, it worked really well, especially because yeah. there were Avs in there. No mountains as well. It worked really mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Flutie's Flutie's mask. Flutie never nice. does it. Flutie never does anything by halves. Yeah. Yeah. Just all his fucking fool out. That thing was extraordinary. Like that was a good, good mask. That you could have went all but, red pads. To be fair, gold didn't really go. No, I like the all gold ones. With the rest of the other it's strips with the gold got, kit. Yeah, not gold not kit with the one they had. Amazing with them. Right. Anyway, we'll we'll move on from the hockey chat. I think we've we'll, we'll stop boring you all with hockey because <laughs> <laughs> we could go on for days here. But we'll we'll have a wee chat about. Obviously, we have uh, John Philip of Grey City Tattoo coming coming on the mm-hmm. show a bit later. And we've we've kind of had these discussions before, but it'd be good to get in a bit more <clears throat> in depth our experiences with tattoos, being tattooed, the likes of jobs and how we kind of think about going into getting a tattoo before like we kind of think oh will i get this tattoo will it work for a job will i be allowed a job if i get this mm-hmm. tattoo like i'll kind of swing it to you Callum, because you've obviously got way you've got way more service. than than all of us here you've probably got more than all of us combined just about like <laughs> do you do you have the kind of thought when you when you're going in to get a tattoo have you got a kind of in the back of your mind um 
there's part of me is always like, fuck it. Like, just fucking send it. <laughs> yeah, just, just go full just send. Just do it, do it for Stop you. Stop like, send it. If it's gonna if it's gonna affect your job or if your employer looks at you in that kind of way, like, oh well, is it gonna stop him from being able to do his work? Then I think that's a load of shit. But yeah, at the same time, I always kind of stop on the other side of the the, the thought and go, yeah, like if I was to go and plaster my face or my hands or the front of my neck with with some ink, then yeah, you are gonna get looked looked at funny. Um, like obviously at the moment, like I've got touches just on the base, the size of my neck and then the front, which if I'm wearing a t-shirt to work, yeah, you can see it, but it's not enough that it like rides completely up into my throat or anything. Yeah. yeah. What's the thing? You probably, like to your ones, you don't really even know what they are. Yeah. No, if I'm, if, even like if, like, if I've got my works tips, fleece on, like, like you wouldn't even know I'm tattooed. Yeah. If you had, yeah. if you had like collar and cuffs on, like a shirt. Yeah. You like, can basically you, just see it and know more. Yeah. But that and was the whole, that's whole reason why I did it. It's funny, our, our mate, Fraser McEachran, he's tattooed to the goals. He's hardly got yeah, any space on retail. On him, yeah. But he, he, you notice him, he doesn't have his hands done. Mm-hmm. He's got well, a little bit got, of his neck. He's got not neck the, 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 yeah, but like, he's got you don't the little really bit of his neck, which isn't if he wore a, visible. If he wore a, like, no, work off his shirt, then you don't, wouldn't see I don't it. think you notice it. Yeah. Which you wouldn't even know he was tattooed if he had, like you say, like an office... Mm-hmm. a tire on at all which which is a little bit the sensible thing to do as such but there's a little bit also well if, if someone's going to i think pull you up in it is it going to affect how you actually but i think, I think it, it depends, depends on the it depends on the, the appropriateness job, of your tattoos and it depends yeah. on the job there's a huge amount of factors to it you know like it so yourself on, keith <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I Let mean, me if I went today in, with teardrops tattooed, with, yeah, teardrops and a, and a spider web on my forehead, it's probably not going to give the best impression off to my patients. But you know, and I, I think that's it. I think it, it depends on the job. You know, they always say dress for the job, and you know, it'd be the same as going in, a, you know, a, a business job wearing a pair of jeans and a checked shirt. You know, you're probably going to get looked at a bit funny because you're not wearing the appropriate. Ewan does that every day of the week when he's in the I office. Like, every day. You know, if you're in like a, you know, you're in like a high flying sort of business environment, you know, like banking in London or whatever, and you, you know, if it's not dressed down Fridays and you show up in a pair of jeans and shoes and, and a polo top, that you're not going to be seen as, you know, being very professional. Whereas if you show up suited, you know, I think it depends on the work environment really, doesn't it? I think though there's two sides to this coin. Like I think the the attire thing, like you're saying, it makes you look more professional and Mm -hmm. and that's something that's always kind of been about work, um, workplaces. Like you you dress for that specific workplace. Yeah. And each job role kind of has its own attire, but Mm -hmm tattoos don't affect the person yeah, how they work exactly it's it's it, i wouldn't say it affects your ability to work and it certainly doesn't affect your professionalism either i think as well <laughs> now it, no, with the no. world we're in and everybody wants everybody to be that little bit more accepting mm-hmm. and yeah if, if joe blogs off the street comes in for a job in accountancy but he's got his throat tattooed and maybe you've got the back of his head tattooed or his hands tattooed it's not affecting how he does yeah. accounts really the only question you need to be asking is are you a good accountant yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You, can, can you do the job yeah because okay. the thing is you would the the same way as no race and sex and all this stuff mm-hmm. it doesn't affect how you do the job no how exactly. you do you do the job the same way that's yeah. fine are you better than the job yes 
They're better than yeah. Joe. Okay, I don't give a shit how you look, how you dress, yeah. what, as long as you what can race, what sex you are. Produce for the company. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As yeah. long as you're good at your job, it shouldn't matter at all. Yeah. But it's funny we say that. Like, there's there's ways and means, though, you can kind of keep yourself out of it. Likes of, likes of what we're saying, the likes of Fraser, and even the likes of yourself, Callum, I throw you in this. That mm-hmm. you, you can hide it. Yeah. And still, yeah. You, you can still have pretty much your whole body tattooed. Yeah. Bar your face, face most of your neck, neck, neck and your hands. Yeah. And you can still work perfectly. Like, it doesn't really, does it really affect you that much that you need them? Yeah. I think <laughs> okay, as well. Okay, it, like people want it and they want to show yeah. this stuff off. And yeah, obviously, well, obviously I mean, if I've, I, I've got, if I've, I've gone got through all that, like, like if I've gone through all that, the pain, the money, everything, I'd be wanting to show that off as well. Yeah, you know, like, like, I've got, yeah. I've got tattoos, so I, I like showing them off, like because yeah. that there's a little bit of I want to kind of show them off, and there's a little bit of mm. it. Well, it's for me, and I don't really yeah. care who sees it. But it's funny we're saying this. Like I, I remember a job I was in talking about two years ago now and i actually asked the question if i could wear a short sleeve shirt mm-hmm. and it was a, a like i had office. to do that for my work yeah and it was an office shirt it wasn't like you no know, dress down friday yeah. it was just an office shirt it's an office shirt with short sleeves yeah with short sleeves and i posed the question thinking this is not going to be a problem but i'll ask the question just to be courteous yeah. basically and i got told no would rather would rather you didn't Without actually them seeing what tattoos I had, because yeah. if they were I think offensive, that plays a, that plays yeah, a but big offensive part they have they have, they have a leg to they've, got, on, yeah. they've got they've got something in it that you'd a bit like mm, mm-hmm. that might be portrayed in a certain way, whatever. And I could kind of I could kind of gather that maybe look at my tattoos and maybe go, mm, that's a bit on the on, on the cusp. Well, well, maybe not let you show that. That I'd be like, right, oh, fine. But yeah. just a blank say, no. When, no. But I suppose when there was, that takes when that, there was that someone, takes that there was someone there with a hand tattoo. There, there was someone in the workplace mm-hmm. with a hand tattoo, and I'm like, well, someone's Bonk out of luck. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I suppose go tell them wear gloves. Having a big blanket rule, having a big blanket rule like that takes that awkwardness out of the whole thing. So it yeah. doesn't lead to people going, oh, well, you think my tattoos are too offensive to wear a short sleeve shirt, but he gets to wear one. Uh, you know, if they just go a flat no to everyone, it means that they're not being discriminatory between different people that have tattoos, I suppose. It makes that whole thing easier if they just say flat no, rather than let's see your tattoos, that's acceptable. So then they're deeming what's acceptable. Yeah, yeah. you showing yeah. on your body. I think, like um, when, I've, when I've gone for like job interviews and stuff in the past um, and had a sit down, or a one-to-one or whatever i kind of make the point of going in with a short sleeve t-shirt on or a polo mm-hmm. polo top on so that some of my tattoos are on show and obviously i've got my ears stretched as well so it's like that's the first <laughs> thing they see they, they look at you oh and go he's got his ears stretched and he's got he's got some tattoos and you can see them go oh right okay this isn't what i was expecting from the the, the person that i had on the phone and you're like, you, you can you can yeah, see it. You're such but... a well-spoken man. <laughs> just, just giving it the fool like the dad from the Wolf of Wall Street. Just, Hello there, I'm Cowan. <laughs> like, but once once they once they get speaking to you, like they they kind of back down a little bit. Like the hairs on the back of their neck go down, and they're like, mm-hmm. they can see that it's not going to affect. Because you're that intimidating of a guy. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Punch your gun down. <laughs> 
the hair is on the back of their neck. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just like <laughs> they're sitting, sitting there shiting themselves because not so much that. It's more. I think, the- I think it's more like a, so if I'm going out to to oil companies and stuff like that, and you're facing a client, and that's what they're they're going to take. Like, oh fuck, I've got somebody that's coming in covered in tattoos and with their ears stretched. It's like, oh, it's more the older generation. They look at people with tattoos and stuff like oh, that as hooligans. Yeah, yeah. Like, but that's that. There's the still time, that, that like, connotation to it. The whole tattoo culture has completely shifted now, though, hasn't it? And that's yeah. obviously what we chat about it later on in the it's, interview with John. Um, it's it's getting there. It's definitely it's going in a certain direction. Yeah. yeah. But I still think there's ways to go where it just is a normal, mm-hmm. normal thing to just be able to walk into a job no matter what with what you've got, and XY, no matter how you look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind I'm, of it's kind yeah, of okay, still in the workplace, but but again, it, it's, it's not the end falls. of the world. Yeah, absolutely. No, and, uh, there's there's that little thing of just be smart about it. Yeah, like I think, and like, then, like, like so, what John was saying. Obviously, he's now working in the tattoo industry, so he's it, it works for him it. and it's fine. Yeah, and yeah it works for it. him. It's, it's his job. Same with with Rue and Mark. Um, Mark's not tattooed in places that if he is tattooed in places that you can hands see, but Rue's got his hands done mm. but that's a barber thing as well you notice it with barbers or there's a lot of tattoo culture in barber culture tattoo well. culture they can show it because they're in a role that they don't have they're also kind of looking over them as such like yeah i think if you own your own business really it doesn't matter does it you can do what, yeah, you, do you, want, what you want yeah. you know if you're if you are employed you're working for somebody there's certain things that with regards to image are quite important you know, so you like shops right, work if i go to a disheveled. meeting i'll always try and yeah you wouldn't show up disheveled tie round, down round your chest put unbuttoned hair not done you know looking you know like a barrel of smashed crabs like you would you'd smarten up to go into work yeah i've never ever <laughs> fucking heard that saying before in my fucking puff <laughs> tried so hard not to laugh <laughs> like da. so so like we're discussing this so keith obviously Mm. in your position Mm -hmm. there's a very high chance that you'll interview people for jobs and whatnot if if someone was to come in with hand tattoos would you actually kind of think twice the fact that you have no tattoos as well would you look at it differently uh, not from me personally i mean i don't i don't interview people for their jobs but i i you know i i take on like supervisionary type stuff for like pre-regs and these kind of things so no um, you know, again, it's it's dependent, isn't it? You know, if if someone comes up and they've got a big pair of tatas tattooed on their hand, and that you know, then they're going to be seeing all. Oh, you're going somewhere else. You're going somewhere else. You know, a big yeah. Well, exactly. If they've got a big pair of titties on, like on their hand, and they're going to be testing <laughs> me, Mrs. Davidson, who's ninety-seven, walking into practice. You know, you you wouldn't judge them for oh, it. You Davidson. wouldn't think they're going to be any less of an optician because of it. I mean, you know, you could be an absolutely brilliant optician. It doesn't, you know that that's the thing i would never judge them based on the tattoos they have because well that's that's a not the kind of person i am like i'll judge people on you know how they are as a person rather than how, how they, they look how they actually do the job uh, yeah exactly it's how they do the job it's how they are as a person it's how they are with the patients it's how and then again i think that's how a, they like an age that. thing like whereas if you yeah. were say 30 years older and been in this position for that length of time mm-hmm. in the industry then you maybe would have a different standpoint well, on it. But again, you've got to appreciate the way, although you've not grown up with it, yeah, you it does, that doesn't matter. What things are yeah. like, no. you know, a lot of people in this day and age who are in the older generation didn't grow up with gay marriage being legal. 
you know, a lot of them still haven't but, adapted to uh, that either. Yeah, but some, some haven't, but it's one of those <laughs> things. Another, where, yeah, it's it another conversation. It's, it that's is, but again, it's it's this, it's not a similar thing, but it, it's like if you're saying it's generational, yeah, it's generational. But at the yeah, same it's the whole the point of older generations generation don't adapt to what's happening now. Exactly, the generation that's in now is the generation that's in now. You know, gay marriage is legal, fantastic. Like you, if, if you're on, you actually you know, find you actually find a lot of older people that are in this generation like era of oh can't have tattoos are now starting to get tattoos and i think that's what gets forgotten is people go oh, well it's you know the older generation things we go well actually like this generation this is how things are moving so although you're from a different generation this is what's happening Adapt. now I could uh, quite you know, imagine a lot adapt, of them things things have adapted and changed in a very good way. Yeah, I think a lot uh, in of a them, very progressive way. I think a lot of them that are now getting tattooed were those that wanted to get tattooed back. But in it the wasn't day, but it was socially acceptable. But it wasn't as socially acceptable. Yeah, now no, like, no, like, every, yeah. everyone's getting one nut. I've like always, and you hear them, like I hear even like my mum, who's who's now in her fifties, went and got like a tattoo that she's wanted for ages and it's now kind of socially acceptable she's like fuck it i'm gonna mm. fucking get that tattoo yeah <laughs> you get calm and my mum fucking always frowned upon me and him and we went and got our tattoos and then Art's when she on beat paper, cancer another year she was like yeah and then she beat cancer and she was like oh i'm thinking about getting a tattoo boy so it's like fuck off yeah. i mean the whole, the whole attitude the whole attitude of everything's shifting so you know if you have this conversation in 10 years time there's probably It'll be a, be a different conversation yeah, be a different 10 outcome, years time yeah. you know it's, it's like anything then, but then yeah, in 10 years like time whole, you've also we'll got be, people from our our generation that are going to be in the managerial roles yeah with hand who, tattoos who and face have tattoos, hand tattoos and face tattoos, tattoos and yeah, have so. been doing all these things we've and we'll be that. But we'll be going things. i don't know if we would uh, employ keith because he's getting tattoos if a guy came in with no tattoos would you employ him yeah but there'll be the thing is there'll be a there'll be a something else that will happen in a younger generation that will come through to ours and we'll be kind of going oh that's a bit different but I think the fortunate thing about our generation, uh, you know, kind of where we are is that we've kind of been brought up in a generation that is a bit more forward thinking about things. They're more open about things, more accepting about things. Yeah, there's because, always going to be something right, as well like we should be. Um, but, you know, it's now where everyone's like, yeah, that's really positive. Let's do it. You know, the fact that, you know, I, that's why I quite live in, like living in Scotland as well. They're quite forward thinking about a lot of things. You know, first country to legalize gay marriage, first country to give out free sanitary products, all these sorts of things. And you're just like, Scotland. I think it's amazing. Yeah, it's like, are we the best Freedom. nation in the world? I think we might be. Um, you know, so I think it. You, know. you said sound cunts. Yeah. <laughs> just put it this way: we're going, we're going to end up with CVs coming through on TikTok. Is what's going. On. <laughs> just a wee, a wee dance That's to get a job. You know. <laughs> when, yeah, and we're going, we're going to be getting, we're going to be getting this through going. What the what? fuck is it? You can't dis- <laughs> you can't discriminate on TikTok. You can't. Yeah. There was ruined Mark <laughs> saying the timing fucking... of their spin was off. <laughs> there was ruined Mark last week saying um, that Christy pretty much slid, could have slid into the DMs asking for the yeah, job the way she no did. CV. Yeah, oh, that's the thing. I I haven't used a CV to get a job since my first job out of uni. She's To be fair, I'm on the same role as you, Keith. I've not used this. Yeah, Callum fucking, yeah. Callum's got his CV saved to his favourites and his fucking <laughs> notice. <laughs> Multiple copies ready to 
go ahead. Read it. Not a big deal. <laughs> I've got I've got my CV saved in drafts just because I keep getting fucking made redundant. But... <laughs> <laughs> Those fucking right. tattoos. Uh, right on that note, boys. On that note, moving on to our guest for the episode. This segment is sponsored by Ice Sports Caledonia, the exclusive importers of Fisher ice hockey equipment for the north of Scotland. Check them out on Facebook at Ice Sports Caledonia, with the web shop coming soon. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Diving into the salad bowl with us today, we have one of Aberdeen's best traditional tattoo artists and self-proclaimed sad boy, John <laughs> Phillip. How are we doing today, John? Yeah, good man. How are you? Yeah, we're, we're doing not too bad. You can see you're having a, a nice cold tin of tenants there. How's that going down? That's a tenth of the day, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're for a good one today, boys. <laughs> Starting the a, weekend strong. I was just the way to ask you how lockdown's treating you, but obviously... <laughs> I didn't drink through January. I was good. That's pretty impressive. Especially I didn't drink in October, so in a what's that, five-month period, that was two months off. So for me, it's pretty fucking good. <laughs> there you go. I'm not gonna lie, I could I could do ten tens of tenants today. Like it'd be, it would be nice. <laughs> that's that's pretty that's pretty good for anyone just now. Months in. Pushed after a few glasses of wine just now. <laughs> I was I was pushed after about two drinks in that Andy interview. I've I've decided not to drink anymore. <laughs> I'm, go, I'm going to be off it for the next few months. <laughs> it was the morning after for you. It was the worst. Oh. Yeah. Well, fuck. I was rough the morning after that as well. Anyway, so John, we'll, we'll we'll take it we'll take it right back in your your tattooing career. Or did you did you kind of jump straight into tattooing after our school, or was there kind of was there anything else in between, or how did it all work? Yeah, I, I didn't end up starting tattooing until I was twenty seven. So oh jeez, yeah, it's just this. Clearly a very young exterior that, yeah, no, uh, <laughs> so, went to uni to do social work and started that degree and realised that I would end up with a degree that I was never going to fucking use because that was all it's You know, like, fair play to everyone that, like, gets through it and that's what they're supposed to do, you know, hats off, but nah, I knew straight up I couldn't do it. I went back to care work after that for a very long time, um, but yeah that degree was never gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> I'm not but um yeah so no I just fell into tattooing just I was I was an idiot that got tattooed every three weeks after his fucking 18th birthday and then just looked unemployable by the time he was like 22 and at that time people <laughs> people didn't look like this at that point in time so yeah didn't really have many options. <laughs> Thankfully, I had someone that gave me a chance. So, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Like, now you, you kind of get away with it now. For, for the most part. To an part. extent, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It's totally changed days. And especially up here, like, with all, like, the offshore stuff and that. Like, it's, you notice that the difference between here and even, like, Glasgow and Edinburgh, but definitely in England, like, there's... There's not so many people walking about with visible tattoos. Aberdeen, you just turn the street and someone's got a fucking face tattoo, you know? Like, <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> just, just a face tattoo. So 
with you obviously being in social social work um, and, and going to uni to do the degree and stuff and not suiting you, kind of, you're saying you fell into tattooing um, with it being right place, right time. Can I tell us a little bit how that kind of happened? Um, it's funny, everyone just assumed I was like a drug dealer or something because <laughs> of the way that I look. No, I'm a support worker for autistic adults. Like I wipe people's asses that you scowl at in the street. <laughs> I just was always labeled as something that I wasn't. Um, I just ended up helping out at a shop. Um, a friend of mine had moved up from Perth to work in a shop in town and also rent out my spare room. And the shop didn't have a front of house. And because of how tattooed I was, I was just kind of the perfect candidate. And during that time, that was through the recession a few years back. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't worked in like 18 months when you look like me and you've got nine <laughs> people applying for a job. It doesn't matter how qualified you are, you don't get the fucking job. Yeah. Um, so I was... I took that job at the shop. I was making the same amount as I was on the dole, but you feel like less of a scumbag not sitting in your pants <laughs> drinking vodka all day. <laughs> so, yeah, I was just doing that. And then it was just spoken about after a period of time, would you want to do that? And so, well, I never thought about it. And so, well, mm-hmm. start fucking drawing and just went from there. <laughs> so, so, were you kind of good at drawing already or? Did it just come as you kind of tattooed or? Um, I wouldn't say I was good at drawing. I did enjoy art at school, but I hate the fucking teachers. So the, <laughs> um, yeah, there was just like we all did <laughs> that way. Um, I think it was more just how tattoo I was at such a young age and just how much time I'd spent in shops and traveling around. Like I knew what made a good tattoo and just that kind of experience that, was more my saving grace, I suppose. Mm-hmm. The main knowledge of it. Yeah. See, see what you're saying there about like obviously art at school. Do you, it's kind of off topic a little bit, but likes of they don't really teach this sort of thing. Do you, do you think it's something they probably should teach? Like, they just seem to teach how to like do very specific. I mean, art like, super subjective. You know, like yeah, they're. Like they're trying to teach you various techniques, but they're grading you on how they see fit. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I just don't see how that can be graded. <laughs> like that's just your opinion. Like, yeah. How, Our, how many people different saw, for everybody, saw is it, Salvador so. Dali's shit? And it's like that's a metal clock. That's fucking dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean, I just. I've never liked people telling me what to do. So, um, you know, <laughs> the more someone tells you what to do, the more you dig your heels in. So, yeah, I mean, in hindsight, I would go back and do things differently to a certain <laughs> But, um, yeah, I don't know. See, with you say you're running the shop, John, before you started tattooing, how long were you running the shop for? Um, I think it was a couple of years think yeah yeah it was a couple of years and then they just gave you the opportunity to jump in and start tattooing or was it more no, i mean it was never like a just <laughs> there you go no 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 i i was one of the few people i suppose that had like a proper apprenticeship and okay. taught things a certain way um 
I mean, technically I had two apprenticeships, but um, yeah, I mean, just, I was just thankful to be in the right place at the right time and be like taught properly. Mm-hmm. So that makes, that makes all the difference, doesn't it? It's, especially when you think of like today's day and age, there just seems to be tattoo shops. A, and... a, a lot of tattoo artists, and I'll put that in quotes with it. <laughs> I remember, I think it, it was not long after we opened uh, Tattoo Collective and Callum and I were out, I think we were like outside Corova and was having a cigarette and someone had said like, oh yeah, I'm, I've been tattooing from home. I'm, I want to be a tattooer. And I said, like, cool, why? I think I'd be really good at it. So, well, I think I'd be a really good fucking astronaut, but NASA's not giving me a fucking <laughs> work. <laughs> <laughs> fucking boom, roasted. <laughs> no one owes you shit, man. Come on. <laughs> I'm a bit of integrity. I, I, there's, there's, uh, there's someone on my Facebook that obviously does, he does tattoos from home, and I'm not going to obviously name names, but they're they're just not very good and i'm just like people like like yourself go through apprenticeship and do do everything the proper way and i'm like grind just just fucking go and get an apprenticeship and stop like taking you say like that like it's an easy thing to get into like it's been so watered down and diluted and it's just become so fucking soft the whole point in apprenticeships was just to see who could fucking hack it for a start. Like now, yeah. you know, like we live in a world now that you know you get a medal for participating. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think I totally agree with you because like, obviously I've known um Callum and Kev since I was 18, and Kev had just started his apprenticeship, I think, back when he was at Draconian. And like you say, it was just to see if you could hack it to start with. I remember coming in and getting tattooed by Callum and like you could just see the upset in, in Kev's face with the amount of shit that he was having to do and deal with. But like you say, it's it's not an easy apprenticeship to go no, through. No, and it shouldn't be. And I'm not, you know, times change, everything evolves. I'm not saying that it has to be as bad as it fucking was. But <laughs> the whole point in that was to weed people out. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think it's the same in a lot of things, though, with apprenticeships. Um, you kind of you get treated how your journeyman, as such, was treated, kind of. And if you can, yeah, hack it, you can hack you, it. Um, you get the shit jobs. You get treated like shit. You get shit fucking wages, and then when you're fucking finished, <laughs> you reap the benefits. That's yeah, the exactly. Thing. Yeah, it's just a, it's a pure grind to get where you need to be. See, with you um, mentioning Aberdeen Tattoo Collective uh, with uh, when you joined Callum and Kev, what made you jump into that shop with them when they were opening up? Well, we opened it together. Callum and I have known each other for fucking years. We used to skateboard together. Okay. And they, we, well, Callum's, Callum's a little bit younger than me. Um, I wasn't allowed to get tattooed until my 18th birthday, otherwise I was getting thrown out of the house. But Callum <laughs> had a fake ID. So Sounds very familiar. getting tattooed. Um, before he was old enough. So my 18th birthday, when we were having this big fucking party at my house, um, I was cleaning his fucking tattoo in my bathroom before we went out in town and shit. I think we'd been neck deep in this shit since fucking day one. Um, when he was the first person I knew that got an apprenticeship. Like, it, it wasn't a common thing mm-hmm. at all. Um, 
and then when I got offered the opportunity to apprentice, you know, like we were able to like geek out and shit on that. And then it got to a point that we were all unhappy where we were. And Callum was always saying like, we should open a shop. It's like, dude, I'm still an apprentice. Like I'm in no position to be opening a shop. I want to wait until, you know, finish that. And then it just kind of happened from there. Myself, Callum and Kev, that I finished my apprenticeship, Kev finished his, and we were just all unhappy. It's like, fuck it, let's just open our own place. And that's what happened. So, so see, with obviously uh, traditionals kind of, your main focus area and it's what you're it's what you're good at is there any other kind of styles that you'd ever like to kind of dive into or or improve on Um, in the future i mean like the three of us had proper like street shop apprentice apprenticeships what i would call them like you can kind of turn your hand to most things but you know we just kind of focus on our own shit at this point um i mean like i said i can turn my hand to most things if but I've always, since day one, if I know someone that does it better, I said, go with that guy. <laughs> it's on you for fucking life. It's not adding it to my dick. I don't care about money. As long as I can pay my bills and live my life, I'm fucking happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I'd like to do more single needle stuff. Um, I have dabbled a little bit before lockdown and kind of figured it out a bit thanks to friends that do that so i would like to do that it's just a little bit different and i enjoy it so so for for anyone that's listening that might not know what, what does that kind of entail or for me who has just an absolute blank canvas sitting in the corner like yeah cool single needle nice one <laughs> it's i guess almost like 80s 90s style fine line black and gray a bit of tribal but like eyes and roses and things like not quite hyper realistic but just small tattoos done well in a certain way i guess is the best way i can explain it <laughs> makes sense well it makes sense to me yeah i'm, I'm kind of with you i'm, I'm kind of with you keep, keep uh, sitting there going uh-huh yeah, nope. uh-huh. cool. <laughs> roses. I've seen them. I people. will say, yeah, yeah. fucking smaller <laughs> needle for me. I fucking hate the smaller needles. Fuck it. I think the smaller needles always hurt more. Fucking hate Everyone them. Everyone says that. I don't really have a huge amount of small needle tattoos. I mean, so I don't really know. I definitely don't. I've <laughs> <laughs> touched Calvin. my butt cheek with one of it. Fucking hurt. Kevin Callum, like I don't think they've used much small needles on on my pieces so <laughs> i've not experienced your neck was done your your uh hanya mask, on your hanya mask was that wasn't pleasant <laughs> needs needs must it's kind of drawing from obviously talking about different styles and stuff like are there any artists that sort of you draw inspiration from that you kind of follow their work or that you saw your work their work kind of as you were progressing into your career that you kind of then kind of took from and, and kind of went with Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's funny with traditional because we we all use the same reference. We all collect like the vintage flash and stuff from yeah. before and yeah. we all just do it in our own ways. But everyone does something a little bit different and takes something from that. So yeah, I mean, there, I don't know, there's too many people I could <laughs> rattle on. Yeah. Well, that's the thing even like for my for myself that's that's the style that i like that's kind of what i go for typically that's why i went with you when i got that, when i got that dude 
but like there is there is so many even that I follow that they they've got all their they've got their own style. Like I even see it with yourself. You've got your own style compared to other artists that I see. That's what makes it so different when it comes to that sort of well, not just that style, but everybody's so expect everybody explores it now a lot more. I think and like, tries to take out their own style. Like I, I kind of did what most people are doing just now and just went super classic with it for ages and just like black and maybe green, red, maybe brown for a <laughs> while. But it just seemed like up here, no one really cared or got it. It was just too simplistic, bold or whatever. Um, my friend Ivan that's done a bunch of tattoos of me and it's just my favourite tattooer and just has the best fucking colour palette. It, much use what he uses but try and not bite on him too much <laughs> uh, and like not so much over complicates things he always said to me like i just want to simplify shit down whereas i was like well no i want to put more into it to still keep it classic looking um so i guess that's kind of where i'm at i find it easier to just go super simplistic with it but i mean that's what everyone fucking does everyone just follows this i mean that's what makes it classic you're using black red and green like the just follow what the originals were like but yeah like i'm just well they've, they've lasted this long for a reason oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely but this, i just i don't know it's it's easier it comes more naturally to do that but just i just want a bit more from it yeah, yeah. yeah. Right or wrong, I don't know. It's just what I'm doing. That's probably the, the kind of artist touch, though, isn't it? Being able to put your own sort of, although you're following specific kind of style guidelines, putting your own touch on it. The, yeah, I mean, that's you know. the that's the whole thing. Like when when I was apprenticing, like I'd go and get tattooed by someone to find out what fucking yellow they use. Like I got the eagle on the side of my fucking head there to find out what yellow he used. Would it not be easier just to ask him? Like, yeah, but, but, this, but this is the thing, like going back to the apprenticeships and stuff, like information wasn't just bandied about. Yeah, it like, didn't get handed to you. Like I, I lasered off an entire fucking sleeve to travel the world to the people who influence me the most, who get tattooed by them and watch how they do it and see how they do it and learn something from it. Like, you don't just hand this shit out. I remember it's, that. It's Jack earned. It's worked for. Is that is that gone? The Jack Skeleton? Is that gone? Yeah, yeah. That was all that sleeve, and yeah, it's, yeah, completely gone. <laughs> <laughs> With you saying as well, like obviously you you got that lasered off to specifically go and get tattooed by people that you would love to get tattooed by. Who would some of that artist be, and why would? You pick that people specifically. Um, there's not really many people other than like the folk that I've already been tattooed by that I'm super into getting a piece from. Like mm-hmm. I've got friends that will be doing like little trades and stuff when we meet up doing like guest spots and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Stuart Cripwell's a massive one. He was like one of the first people that I saw like painting wise. Like fuck that makes flash looked a little bit different it was just like the more muted kind of colors and just done a bit different um there was a particular painting that he did that frank carter from the gallows and blacks and some shit now owns but that was like one of the first paintings of his that i saw and it was like fucking hell that's like way different than what i'd kind of seen and that changed things for me um 
so he's someone that I want to get tattooed by. I was supposed to get tattooed by him a few years ago, but ended up going to Italy instead. So that didn't happen. And then, yeah, we've just not been able to link up again yeah. since. I guess that's like a main one. Um, everyone else is just kind of people that have been tattooed by, really. I don't know. Jumping on the back of that, what's the most memorable one that you can say that stands out to you that you've had done? Um, I don't really know. I mean, like everything off that arm, particularly because I made the point of spending five years lasering it and then <laughs> traveling around. You want to make sure it's good after Probably that, really, don't you? Because, <laughs> um, I mean... Has it been that long? Because I remember when you actually started lasering it. <laughs> Yeah, it, it took a while, and I mean, that's been what, a couple of tattoos in Italy, a few tattoos done in Leeds from people from America, gone to America, I went to Paris for one, been, yeah, back to Italy, so yeah, there's been a bunch of travelling and stuff involved in that. Yeah. So how effective is the laser then? Because obviously you hear about it getting done, does it completely clear the skin, or do you get left with, you know, a kind of ghost um, image? It depends what you have, who did it, your skin type. There's a lot of factors that come into it. I mean, mm. if you've got time, money, and patience, <laughs> you know, go. It will eventually uh, go away. And a good pain threshold. I mean, like, say a high pain threshold, yeah. Like, there, there's a couple of bits. Like, I mean, I would see it looking at my arm that I can point out, like, a yeah, little bit. Yeah, because you knew there. it was there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you would never like be able to pick out something on my arm from what it looked like before. Yeah. Going from um, Callum asking you what tattoo artist you would like to be tattooed by, is there anybody that you would love to tattoo dead or alive? No, I hate tattooing people. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate it, man. No, especially when it comes to like doing like trades with like any friends that fucking tattoo and it's like yeah we'll do a trade it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like I it's not that I have no faith in my work I'm not going to say that but just like when it comes to tattooing another tattooer I just shit the bed I hate it <laughs> just absolutely gives me the fear because we all do the same thing we're looking we're trying to learn we're seeing how someone else does it like we we all see when you fuck up like <laughs> we see how you fix fuck up like that's that's what half of tattooing is fixing the fuck up so so yeah yeah that puts some peace of mind in everyone that's got a tattoo <laughs> <laughs> no no that's it's, it's just a, a okay, i'm kidding i'm kidding you know end of the day we're we're tattooing on people with vibrating pens like yeah. we're not a fucking seed <laughs> machine <laughs> <laughs> There's always something that fucking happens. It's just how you make it work. You know, be the same as any fucking trade. <laughs> but see, everyone, everyone makes a mistake in their job, except the only problem is, is yours is permanently on someone. Like that's the, yeah, that must absolutely. be quite a bit of a pressure feeling. <clears throat> um, you do get used to it. And kind of, I guess you, you've got your game face. I, I suppose what I have when I'm in work is maybe slightly different from how I am outside of work, depending mm. if I'm drunk or not. But, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm tempted>. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like when, when I'm at work, I probably come across a bit more confident and stuff. And like, I try and put people at ease. For me, like when I start getting tattooed, 
I'm going in that tattoo shop with Scabious Fuck. He's like, you sit down and you shut up and you get your tattoo and you pay your money and then you fuck off. And I like that, <laughs> but times have changed. And especially being with us and you got like a six foot two guy with his head and face tattooed and when I used to have more stupid fucking teeth and you've never met me before, like looming over <laughs> you saying something. If you don't know who I am, it can probably come across as like massively intimidating it's finding the balance so it's not so fucking scary i suppose as well that the clientele is completely changed all right obviously from like way back it wasn't as common and now you've pretty much get like it's hard tom dick and harry coming in it's hard to find someone without a tattoo now oh absolutely it's far easier to count the people that don't have tattoos and the people (laughs) do yeah Um, I used to think tattoos were so fucking scary. Go down to Richards and have a <laughs> shut up mentality. And then we started going down to Edinburgh to Red Hot and Blue because Paul, who owned there, would tattoo visible tattoos. But Richard wouldn't do unless you had a full bodysuit. And even though <laughs> I was going that way, um, he wouldn't do those until afterwards. And we go down there. And the first time I went to Red Hot and Blue and went through and met Paul, he was tattooing some, he was doing like a Japanese sleeve and it was going around the shoulder. And I came in the room and he was like, check it out. I just did a portrait of myself on this guy's shoulder. He just like sketching a little picture of himself <laughs> with the corner of the mag before he coloured it in. It's like, that thing's fun. <laughs> it's not so fucking terrifying. And that's something that I've always strived for since I became part of, I guess, the industry, if you want to call it that, and working in shops like tattooing shouldn't be scary. Don't get me wrong, I don't think it it shouldn't be as soft as it is, but like putting people at ease and people having a good time and it being an experience is how it should be and not sit down, shut up. And it calms the nerves a little. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I mean, like that that's something that we always did with opening tattoo collecting and stuff. I mean, between myself, Callum and Kev, you know, like we've all got face tattoos and stupid teeth and shit like that. If if you're not used to that and you come in that environment, it can be intimidating. We forget about it. We're completely desensitized to it because it's our daily thing. Yeah. But it's not the daily thing for most people. So it's trying to find the balance. Just going back a little bit there, like you're saying, like Richard wouldn't do like any visible tattoos unless you had like a full bodysuit beforehand kind of what's your standpoint on putting in a face jammer or hand tattoos or finger tats Um, like to start with it was like i'll fucking do it (laughs) I'm I'm, i'm not the tattoo police and i mean i'm covered in this shit so who the fuck am i to you know not do it no um and then Callum and Kev are a bit more of a positive influence, and in that's so, like, you know, you can't tattoo that on that guy's throat. What the fuck? He wants it. Fucking do it. And and for a while, like I did try and do the whole like kind of how I was brought up. If you didn't have tattoos, like if you yeah. don't have your sleeves on, you don't get your fucking hands done. Shit yeah. like that. But then. People don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> no one has any fucking ethics or morals or shit. Like, I'll <laughs> just go down the road to the next cunt that's going to do it. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, was, you got a lot of fuck do that shit now. Is it better me just do it properly the first time 
or have to fix somebody else's fuck up. Fix someone else's fuck up, and it's still not be that good. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's kind of chopped and changed. Um, I mean, especially just now, I do make a point of speaking to people, and especially as someone that you know was that fucking idiot years ago that <laughs> got it done with no care in the world about the repercussions and has had it and it's the whole like oh i can't get a job because i got tattooed yeah <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> a, fucking woe is me like have that thought <laughs> and that's what i try and say to people is like i'll do it because at least if i do it, it's done properly so i'm gonna be shit but don't come and complain when you don't get a job <laughs> yeah for sure and just like like do things for you like don't do it for anyone else do, don't do it for a fucking trend like with that do you think a lot uh, that you get a lot more younger folk coming in and asking for hand tattoos now with nothing not not even a half a sleeve or anything because they're seeing their friends get it done and they start having a trend about it i don't think it's as bad as it was like there was definitely a phase a couple of years ago of that being a thing it was like oh oh yeah i'm I'm looking to start a sleeve. Yeah, cool. What, what are you thinking? Oh, well, a rose on my hands. Well, that's your fucking hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, to be fair, that happened more to Calvin and Kev than it did myself. Um, but no, like, you don't really get as much, or I don't personally get as much of the, the hand tattoos and stuff like I used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like... What the reason is, but yeah. <laughs> See, see what you're saying about like obviously Callum and Kev are a bit more like they'll turn people away and stuff and I do remember one time when I was in and I think I was getting tattooed by yourself and someone did come in and they they had something like a body defect but like where their eye was and she wanted to get pretty much a like Mike Tyson tattoo round it round her eye and I remember I think it was Kev was basically like right I'll do it, but go away, come back the next day. I don't, I don't think it's the greatest idea. And it, I actually thought that it's a great way to look at it because they were so nice about it. Like to actually, because some, like you say, some people would just go right. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm never tattoo anyone like that fucking visible yeah. or that like <laughs> off the cuff. Just like, yeah, fucking up, man, sit down, let's fucking do this. That's weird. <laughs> Because yeah. honestly, she was she must have been what mid fifties, maybe nearly sixties. Obviously, never had a tattoo done, and was just like, I want, I want people to focus on the tattoo. Like I understood her, mm. her sentiment, too. logic behind it. Why people will look at the tattoo and not her, like it's her eye. It's a bold it, first choice, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tattoos, tattoo around my eyeball. <laughs> yeah. Just tattoo my a, face, mate. That's the thing that Go happens. Like, I've, I've got a lot, like, a fucking whole head and shit in my face. <laughs> and I used to have, like, those two teeth there golded out. And that was what everyone looked at first. They didn't look at me. They didn't look at my tattoos. They no. saw my fucking teeth. Yeah. <laughs> and again, just. I mean, I knocked about fucking years ago fighting, but um, <laughs> but replaced my gold ones thinking it was juice. Fuck, and then no, that's like I just get stared at for having fucking stupid teeth, like more so than the stupid tattoos. Like I'm just gonna get rid of. Them. Like I don't regret having them, but there's just ways and means of going around things. And I guess that was something I maybe neglected a lot when it came to people asking for things like that. Like 
And that's why I make more of a point now of trying to educate. Yeah. Because I won't be the tattoo police because, you know, I fucking look like this. I can't. <laughs> I think you, yeah. you kind of have you're to. You're not part of this club. You're <laughs> in that kind of position of knowledge, though, aren't they? You're like you're you're in that area where you've done it. You you do the tattoos. You see the after effects of the tattoos. You are in that kind of position of knowledge where you can educate people and sort of advise on. What's That's it. Best, and I don't say not. anything to be a fucking dick about it. I think. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty blunt, so it might come across. <laughs> people might go. Oh. It's just like. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes no fucking difference to me whether you work again. I've <laughs> <laughs> still got a job. <laughs> yeah, but like, it's still, I still hold the position of power that I'm the one that makes that choice to do that on you to line my pocket that day. Like, yeah. Nah. <laughs> yeah. I've been given far more out of tattooing than that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and again, like, I wouldn't be tattooing if I hadn't done the fucking idiot things that I did that make me look this way and whatever. <laughs> so, you know, learn from it. And, but, you know, at the same time, it's one of those things, some things you have to learn for yourself, whether it's the right or wrong way. So, yeah. you know, I mean, I'll do it. <laughs> but now, now I, I do try and speak to someone first instead of like, yeah, sit down. <laughs> Come on in. Here we go. Come on in. <laughs> So obviously we've, we've spoken, kind of spoken a bit about, you know, where you've gone to get your tattoos done and you, you've traveled to get tattoos done and things. Is there like anywhere where you'd really love to go and, you know, do tattooing, you know, and, and tattoo someone, you know, any conventions or any sort of places in the world? Um, yeah, I guess like when, when I started tattooing, like all I saw was, you know, just being able to tattoo. It was never about doing conventions or guest spots or anything like that. It was Callum that you know, pushed us to kind of do these things. Um, last year, I was supposed to go over to Italy and guess in a few places there. And then I was supposed to go to America after that. Again, COVID's kind of fucked everything. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. I don't know. I mean, Italy is my favorite place in the world. If I could move there tomorrow, I would. Um, it's not going to happen. So, <laughs> um, if I can get over there, and I mean, I I go to Italy without getting tattooed or whatever. I just love it there. If I can go over there this year or next year, or whatever, and be able to tattoo and hang out with people that I know and trade some tattoos, and that'd be cool. Uh, Again, same with America. I went to America, what was that, 2019? Originally, it was supposed to be a month-long trip with um, my friend Brian that Callum introduced me to. He was working in New York at the time, and we were just going to work and probably go motorbikes from where he was in New York all the way over to LA and maybe like Portland and stuff, but just with everything that went on in life and our personal lives that didn't happen so when I did make it over I was only there for six days so I was able to get tattooed and I mean we did a couple like stick and poke tattoos on each other but like not tattoo properly so I would like to be able to go over and do that but yeah other than that I can't really think of anything I'll go to Spain and my friend Lucas and his Mrs. Gemma are over there now they've come over from Canada and they've got a place there. So I'll go over and see them. 
and Alec, another one of my best friends, he's still in Canada. So I'd like to go over and see him, especially if I end up being in New York. I can go six hours. Hop, skip and jump. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it's more just seeing friends, really, and being able to pay my way while I'm doing that. (laughs) um, I'm just a guy in fucking Aberdeen that does some tattoos. So, yeah. <laughs> like, like you say, like Italy, Italy's got some incredible artists. Like, I, I don't think it's probably that well known how many there probably is in Italy and how good, good they are. Mm, don't know. Like Italy's massive for tattooing, and it's got bigger and bigger. And there's a lot of tattoo schools out there as well, which is the issue. It's got these fannies like charging a thousand euros to do a fucking tattoo school and then these people are just opening private studios i think it was was it when i was in milan that they were saying there was like a thousand fucking studios in milan jesus jesus fucking wild (laughs) just so many fucking shock fucking hell i personally didn't even realize like i'd seen obviously a lot of artists but i'd never realized it was that like I mean, things have blown up as well. Like when when I first went to Italy, looking the way that I do, I just got shit the fucking whole time I was there. <laughs> go, go into an art gallery and get followed around by security guards for twenty minutes, like I'm gonna stuff a fucking twenty resto <laughs> in my fucking pants. Thing. <laughs> and and I was just cute, and you know everyone has a fucking tattoo. I guess it just depends where you go. It's a different culture, and I don't fucking know it. So. <laughs> So is there is there anything uh you've all things going well? Is there anything you've got lined up this year or already? Not at all, man. It's an absolute fucking nightmare. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, like ideally I would do my Italy trip from last year, but yeah, yeah. you know, there's no point in booking anything when no. I don't know what's gonna happen. There's a few UK spots I'm supposed to be doing, but again, who knows when they're gonna happen. Spain, America, fucking knows. I don't know. Like this year's <laughs> this year's just gonna be a fucking write off, just gotta play it as it comes, you know. Yeah. Um again, I'm not fucking insta famous or anything like that. I just have friends. I'm just a guy in Aberdeen that drinks beer and does some fucking tattoos, you know. So you know, I just take any opportunity that's given to me. So yeah, just see what happens. Cool, cool. So obviously we were just kind of speaking there about some people asking about crazy sort of tattoos and stuff is it is that it was kind of like the craziest idea that someone's gonna pitch the art or you know that someone's kind of been asked to do um it looks like you've got one off the top two in particular but and they both happened when I was at Sailor Max doing my apprenticeship there. So one of them was the last tattoo of the day, and I was supposed to be tattooing initials on this girl's ass. As you do. And it was like the, the most Standard. fucking yeah. bold fucking font you've ever seen. Like, not not anything fucking fun or fancy. You're talking like just like big block fucking oh, not thick. I'm just New Roman. <laughs> and like, not even that. You're just an absolute like Iron classic. And do it. Like, it's just the boldest fucking shit you've ever seen. Is it ever their fucking boyfriend? And I'm asking, like, you know, whose initials are these? 
like, oh, it's my auntie. It's like, nah, fucking bullshit. It says, isn't it? Like, yeah. Like, why, <laughs> why are you getting his initials on your ass? Because he says my ass belongs to him. Like, Brilliant. <laughs> love it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I mean, I was in the front. I had to do what was fucking told. So I tattooed her. These fucking... <laughs> Big fucking bold ass shit into her ass, and I mean, it's gonna take a lot to get rid of that or cover it. I nowhere. And the other one, again, same shop. A guy came in, and he had across his shoulders his uh, two kids' name and his uh, wife's name. And he just found out that his wife's fucking cheating on him or whatever. Needs it covered. It's like the like the two kids names and then his wife's name like going up like towards the back of his neck and there's no room to fucking cover this shit up and i don't know what fucking made me think of it it's like the the only thing i can think of to cover this is getting little stick men with rollers and i'll just black it out so let's see if i can find a photo and i'll put it up because i sent it to someone the other day it's fucking awful like I mean, I couldn't even do a fucking circle for the head of the stick man properly. I've done like 25 tattoos at this point, but I had to do this fucking shit. I feel so bad for him. Like, I did say, like, you know, just going laser. It's like, no, nah, it needs to be covered today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why today? She's bringing it up in court that he's <laughs> yeah. not got a tattoo on my back, so he's going to get half my Can't wages. This. She's fucking lying. <laughs> Oh I still can't believe goodness. a girl got her fucking boyfriend's initials tattooed on her ass because he says it belongs to her. That's fucking. Hey, there's the fucking camera on this cunt. Oh, there we go. There you go. So, <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That shit. Yeah, uh, not not really my proudest moment, but but one of the most memorable ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny, like there's sometimes when you're like lying there getting tattooed and you're maybe a couple hours into sitting or whatever and somebody comes into the shop and you can hear them like rattling off this new idea that they've come up with and you're just like, wow. What the fuck? What <laughs> the fuck's that going to look like? <laughs> you can, that you would can be me. Like... like that would 100% be me. Like that's why I've not got a tattoo. I just cannot make up my mind on what I want. I'd be listing like 16 ideas for like a forearm piece or something. I'd be a tattoo artist nightmare. Um, so there's just, just the ways made. and means of Fuck how you off. Like, <laughs> you know some like people do have that they want to incorporate so much stuff into it and it's just how you approach it and for me like I would rather not do a tattoo and explain why I'm not doing it than just be like fucking right man let's do that <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not what I'm about like for me education means more than anything else like, and again explaining to someone why it doesn't work and this is someone that we have a massive problem with with modern tattooing and especially with people not doing proper apprenticeships and stuff it's like yeah fucking right i mean do that you don't know how to do that for a fucking start and then it's not <laughs> properly i would rather a tattoo look like a fucking tattoo for the rest of your life because that's yeah. how it's supposed to look then you'd be able to take a cool photo for instagram and then it looks like shit so it's like one of the things like every time I've been in and like if Miff suggested something to Kev or Callum and, you know, they'll, they'll maybe agree with it. They would look good at the time. And then they're like, no, I will think like a few years down the line. It's just not going to 30 years down the line. It's going to, it's going to blow out or whatever. And it's not going to look as good or that idea won't work, but we can do this. That would work better. Like I'd rather have somebody tell me that and, 
be educated. Yeah, take a step yeah. back and actually and just it's, sit down and go. Just it's not a gonna flat work. No, isn't it? Like if you give someone a flat no, they're just gonna be like, well, stuff that guy. I'm going somewhere else. But like if you go right, okay, I like the ideas, but why don't we do X, Y, and Z with it? And you can change it for them. Give them a decent tattoo. They're happy. Mm-hmm. You're doing something that looks good, and and everyone wins, really, don't they? Well, I mean, what like I say me. to people in this situation is like, say, say you're trying to get your kitchen done, and you want like I don't know your fucking sink in a certain place. And it's like, well, that's where I want it. And your joiner and plumber and shit says, can't really put it there, but we think about putting it there. And they said, mm, nah, I'm going to go and get another joiner. Hmm. And well, just do that for the sake of it. Like, yeah. People do that with fucking tattoos. They don't want to listen. They just have it in their fucking head, what they want. Some people listen, some people don't. Like, I don't question... When I've got a fucking tradesman in my house because I don't know what the fuck I'm No, it's their <laughs> fucking job. That's, that's they know what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Like, I listen to the professional. That's what mm. they do. That's their livelihood. Like, like, even there as well, like, I think I've seen a couple of people have came in and, you know, they've been in the shop originally to try and get that idea done. And then, like, you guys maybe haven't agreed with it and advised something else. But then, like you say, they've just disappeared gone to a different shop but then they've came back and gone oh i got this idea done but you can see that you guys remember it and you're like told you <laughs> oh, fucking, told you not to do that <laughs> told you fucking told you <laughs> with um prices as well though like folk coming in and you giving them a price and a like them shopping for a price instead of paying for what they get i don't think we really get that so much anymore like it's that's more something you get for like the the walk-in sort of stuff and i mean when when we opened the shop we deliberately moved away from george street because that's like the tattoo hub that's where yeah that's where you know the single mothers having their fucking saturday and go down the butcher's arms for a couple of fucking smirnoff ice <laughs> and cut about try to get a fucking infinity symbol <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a story that's happened to john <laughs> no, absolutely not but i mean it's, <laughs> It's absolutely something that's happened to someone on that street. <laughs> and, you know, like, fair play, you know, cut about, do your thing. For me, like, I never understand how people are reluctant to pay that for a fucking tatty without spend that on a fucking yeah. pair of nails or set of nails, sorry, that will last the weekend. Um, but, you know, like, that's why we deliberately didn't stay on George Street because we didn't want to be in that, like, competitive fucking nonsense of march up and down the street finding the... yeah the quickest person that can do it and for the cheapest like that's not what we're about and um, but you know it's still there i'm not i don't know how kind of common that still is because you know we all just kind of do our own bookings and they're focused on what we're kind of known for at this point so yeah um so i don't know how much that's still going about but probably is i don't know <laughs> so excited, yeah. with jordan asking you about uh, crazy tattoo ideas and stuff none of us have got it done but callum thought it'd be a good question to put in for me to ask <laughs> do you need a fucking chubby to get your cock tattooed <laughs> yeah, i mean i've never tattooed a cock nor have mine done so um i don't know because <laughs> um, I try to Google this and I got about fucking fifty different answers from. I don't even know what, what, what I want to know what the first thing that your, popped up on Google your was. Your search history is going to be I, incredible. I know I'm people that have it or have done it, and I know people that have done that and then you know done elastic bands around it to try and keep it fucking there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
me personally, I can't say shit. I've not done it. I don't have it, so sorry. <laughs> have any of, the, any of the Grey City crew done it? Like fucking Tristan. Uh, Callum has. As we say, there's going to be one. It's going to be Callum. Callum will done it. <laughs> and um, I mean, it's not word for word. I can be called out in it, but I'm pretty sure Callum tattooed someone's girlfriend's name on their junk, and then the day <laughs> after they broke up with them. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was the thing. That's the curse, though, is it? It's it's not my story to tell, but I'm pretty sure that was the thing. Um, I think Tristan's (laughs) tattooed someone's junk before. That doesn't surprise me. That was a fun one. A bunion. Tristan's probably like, "Yeah, fucking get your dick out, go go." (laughs) (laughs) No, I think he was having a conversation with the person, just like you know, is there anywhere you've not tattooed? He's like, "No, not really," and then. So, well, I've got this big fucking bunion. So I think they did like a smiling face <laughs> on this bitch's bunion. I, I can't really remember because my memory gross as fuck. But yeah, it's fucking yeah, both. Little, little bunion tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell! So we're we're three episodes in, John, into this podcast, and we're going to end this little age-old debate that we've got going on. So we'll ask you. How do you say almond? Is it almond or almond? You're a very well-spoken man as well, John, so no pressure. Do you think so? Because I don't. Compared to us, yeah, 100%. Like when when you say butter, it's butter. It's It's just butter, water. I spoke about this yesterday. (laughs) I think when I say Scottish... When you pronounce the T's, you sound like Ewan McGregor at the fucking train spot, and you sound like posh Scottish, like Edinburgh shit. It's not like Scottish. <laughs> it's different. So generally, I would say Amen. But Callum always says Amen, and it makes me feel like shit when I don't. Put my- <laughs> so I'm, I'm making more of a point to put the L in. Oh, yes. And you've just made Jordan's I night. That's... I don't know if you can take <laughs> I mean, that it's one like, quite though, yeah, Jordan. I need water, butter. <laughs> so I'm saying he says almond. He's farming. Yeah, yeah there's three no one. That. I'm, I'm, I'm it taking... depends on the situation. I've, I've not helped you in the slightest. No. <laughs> but then, then again, neither <laughs> did Rue really last questions. week. <laughs> <laughs> Rue was the same yeah, last Rue week. He was... Rue was far posher than I am. And it depended on what... what situation he was saying it in as well so yeah he said it depended on depended on who he was speaking to gonna have words See, with i I've, I've, i think i think i think i say almond but when i'm actually in conversation it probably comes across like you say like almond so i'm like oh almond but i'm actually wanting to say almond <laughs> it is, it is, it is almond. joke and it's just kind of carried on Sang posh, and I was just like, "No, that's what I do now." <laughs> this is me. Yes, butter and almond milk. Yeah, no, it just feels wrong doing it, but yeah, I'm making more of a point of doing it because apparently I feel I was born better. Yeah, I'm taking that for as a win. I'm just, I'm just that's what I'm doing. I'm taking it as a win. <laughs> that's oh, three, for, no. three for three. That's me. We'll, you we'll let you have the. Up. We'll let you have the one, Jordan. Drop, one drop, Mike. That's it. <laughs> Uh, thank, thanks again John for coming on that was fantastic you know a good little bit of knowledge yeah. from you there and um, good to see your face as well it's been been a long time 
It's been, been too long since I've been in a tattoo shop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, again, don't know where the fucking time goes just now. Just years you know. have now disappeared at this point. I'm guessing the whole show me potato salad thing comes from that Family Guy episode in my career. You're yeah. 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 the first person. You're the first person Call to know me potato salad. exactly where it came from. <laughs> That's some fucking season three or four shit right there. It's been, it's been an inside joke in the group for a long time. Showing my age. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny though. I've shown people it, and they, they watch that? it and go, Wait, that, "That's that's, that's not it? very funny." <laughs> so fuck you. Man, I get that shit all the time. Like I keep watching shit that, like, Family Guy, Futurama. Futurama is a fucking massive one for me. Um, Mitchell and Webb look the guys at a peep show. Their little um, sketch show thing that they did, and I mean, yeah. I just like crease at this shit. And most people I show. Them, show that to you it's like that's not funny it's like what the fuck are you talking about it's hilarious <laughs> so um, yeah I don't know show my age each the road though like when like you know we're saying it's like an inside joke to the group so kind of just came about and that was it but, oh when yeah. comes different it's like art people view it differently yeah very go. true very true so but yeah thank, thanks again John and hopefully we can we can pop in and see you in the tattoo shop soon at Grace it would be good to get in and see you and the guys and Fucking yes, one day. Get some more tattoos. Yeah, one day, maybe this year. I'm supposed to get tattooed next week, but that's fucking out the window. <laughs> I, I know, I know a guy that's doing it from home. <laughs> I'll fucking pass. I'll wait for Kev to be available. No, no regrets. <laughs> no, that's how I would spell it to him, though, because I'm fucking shit at spelling. Right. Anyway. It's been yeah. a it's been Perfect. a pleasure, John. It's been good, John. Cheers. Cheers, John. Thank you again. Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. Big thanks again to John Phillip from Grey City Tattoo for coming on to give us a little bit of his background before tattooing and how he's been getting on with lockdown and stuff like that. Personally, I found it quite an interesting chat. How did you guys find that? Yeah, did John. You I? John. <laughs> did you? Did you? I? No, John, John's an awesome guy. I've gotten tattooed a couple of times from him, so it's it's always good to go in. And like you were saying as well, like he's one of those that kind of likes to have a bit of a chat while he's tattooing. You obviously get some tattooers that kind of just... They just do not just, speak. Yeah, don't speak. Where I think when you're getting a tattoo, it's quite a... Like, well, it's on your body for life, so you want it to be a fun it's quite, experience. It's not, yeah. yeah, it's not to you, sound weird, but it's quite an intimate thing yeah. to put on someone yeah you want it to be a nice fun experience like, don't get me wrong that you also want them to obviously concentrate on, on what they're yeah. doing if they yeah. may be in the zone and <laughs> listen to music that's fine but uh... yeah there's a little bit of that but at the same time you kind of want you want to be chilled out and enjoy it as well mm-hmm. as you want to remember yeah. the experience and i think yeah. that helps because it makes it makes the likes of myself then <laughs> think right i want another tattoo right i'll go back to john it was mm-hmm. good i got a good result but even even for your first one, like you know, you're probably going in nervous. You don't know what to expect. If you've got something that just doesn't take you on, yeah, it's not going to help place. that experience one bit. Yeah, yeah the first one's go. always shit scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the first one is you. You don't know what to expect. I can't even remember it was that long ago. I had a good big brother who sat there for nine hours and watched the whole thing. Oh, he's such a cute. Oh, it was yeah. shite. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny unless unless you're getting a tattoo done it's boring as fuck sitting there watching a tattoo get done i literally yeah, went not... to watch him get tattooed just to see and hope that he'd wince in pain and tap out <laughs> but it didn't and he sat there for nine hours and watched the whole fucking thing i think yeah. you tell him, i think you sat and watched a good chunk of mine 
Nice yeah, for your ribs. Yeah. Well, no, I think yeah. it came in for the second half as such of it. Um, and so I could watch a good chunk of it. Yeah. Again, that, that, that was just to see fun. if you winced in pain. And... I, I, I winced a little bit. I'm not going to lie. But in fairness, it was the first one. So I didn't know what to expect. So I just took it. Yeah. Like, oh, is this is how bad it's gonna get? First one by far is the easiest. Like obviously yeah. you're full of adrenaline, a bit nervous, but my adrenaline's pumping so much that it gets it's a worse caker every and tattoo you get. You get to the point where I'm at now and it fucking sucks. My my tattoos are getting smaller and smaller because <laughs> <laughs> anybody you speak anybody you speak to, you ask them, like even getting older or getting more tattoos, the the more you get, it's fucking worse the pain gets. I remember you just know it's coming. You know it's coming. Uh, getting my front done and uh <clears throat> when Kev was doing it, it was like, oh we'll do this bit next. I was like, no, nah, do you mind maybe leaving like my nipples and my belly button till the <laughs> last bit you need to do? And then once he started doing them last, it was an utter regret. I wish he'd done them first because it was horrible. I mean, like, I even I don't I don't have any tattoos, but that I even I know that's a bit of a rookie move. Surely you get the worst <laughs> bit out of the way first, rather than when you've sat for like eight hours <laughs> and then you go through the pain. I don't know because the pain kind of numbs for a while. It numbs for a once bit, when, and then when, yeah, when you kind of know when you know your your body's had enough. End, when you know you're getting to the end and it starts to swell, once you start getting bit, tired. And they go over. Yeah, your body's had enough. Or, oh yeah. my god, that's so you've got like you've happened. got like no sugar in your body. You can start shaking a little bit, and you're like, "Am I sitting well?" And then like say like Kev's like, "You're shaking a bit, you." And I'm like, "Oh fuck, okay, maybe it's time to stop." <laughs> I mean, you guys are really selling the benefits of going to get. A I was just about amazing, to say this. Like... lovely. <laughs> the thing no. is, it's not going to stop me getting one. No, and I'm, I don't think I don't more. think anyone expects it to be a, a delightful experience. Oh no, you're getting fucking stabbed by a yeah. bunch of little fucking needles. I mean, if you go thinking rapid. it's going to be a cakewalk, you're probably in for a big surprise. You're an idiot. Yeah, I think you'd be but. surprised as well at some points where, like, you think it would hurt, but there is areas it doesn't. That just it doesn't. Like, mm. fucking it's more like a weird, pleasurable pain. Yeah, it's like a burning well, kind we of learned, like we learned something about Luffy tonight. <laughs> it's like it's like a Kinky sometimes bastard. it's like a it's like a, it's like a warm like burning kind of feeling that's kind of nice. I think. What I hate though is like when you're getting tattooed, say like Smith over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's when you're getting like tattooed somewhere and you can feel it in like the other side of your body because it's like all the nerves are fucking connected in your body and you feel it somewhere else. It's fucking weird. Mm. That's it's what it was this. like with my nipple. Like if Kev wasn't even anywhere near it. I think he was just coming up one, uh, the side of my rib, and it felt like he was cutting my nipple off. Yeah, there's. I was just going to say that, like, you no, know, the ditch at your elbow. The mm-hmm. amount of times, like, I'm like, oh my god, they're in there, they're in. That's it's hurting. It's yeah, they're nowhere near it. And they're nowhere near it. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? Like, Same like the own? knee or like the knee divot or your arse cheek. Like I've got like the the, the lip going onto my ass cheek done. And I thought Kev was like in my ass lip, like on fully on my ass cheek, and I was like, <laughs> oh, is that like at <laughs> all? It's fucking weird how, you, oh, it's it's weird how your body responds to it. <laughs> Boys, can I just address the fact as well when uh, John was talking about that tattoo he did, the cover up I genuinely thought he said a stick man with a roar, so I was like oh, like a big canoe, and then he showed us the picture I was like, no, not a canoe at all it was a paint roller (laughs) I I remember remember you saying it and I'm like, what the fuck's he going on about canoe for? I thought he said a stick man with a roar so I thought he like blacked out this whole thing of a stick guy like rolling over the side of it and I was like, oh no, a paint roller Uh (laughs) aha 
All right. It's not the first time you've made yourself look like a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Won't be the last either. Last. No, definitely not. No, I think um, out of like the, the studios and stuff in Aberdeen, like the guys and, and Heather in there, they're fantastic. Um, they make you feel at ease and I, I've got no complaints yeah, about them at all. Like they're no, just the nicest group of folk group of that you people. can think of. Yeah, it's got, it's got such a it's really a, such a good feeling there. Like, you no, know, like everyone's kind of having a chat and stuff, and yeah, know, it's not like even everyone's like, interested. Like, if you're yeah. getting tattooed, like mm-hmm. John will come over. If like if I'm getting tattooed by Kev or Callum, like John will come over and he'll interact with you and how ask you getting about on you. And, yeah, you know, yeah, ask what you're getting. Though, doesn't it? Yeah. it? Adds that like extra yeah. value of like service that you're getting and care that you're getting, and then it definitely makes you. And you'll always back. hear Tristan at the other side of the shop with how hyper and loud he is as well. So <laughs> it'll make you feel happy. Yeah, so get, get, right, yourselves boys. Down, get yourselves down. Yes. Down. I would highly recommend it. But I think uh, we all know what time it is now. Salad dressing. So I'll pass you over to our uh, resident geek, Junior, for his game of the week. Uh, this week, boys, I'm going to go for Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, it is made by Rockstar, uh, people that make GTA, Grand Theft Auto. Um, it is set in. 1899 in the end of the Wild West era in America. It's an open world role play game. Uh, I'm not going to say anymore just so I don't spoil any of it because it's it's not a new game but it's a newer game. Uh, I honestly think it's probably best like cinematic looking game that I've played in the last few years. The the uh, voice acting in it's really good as well. The music goes really well with the game. It's won awards for best story narrative. Um, what else is it one best score and music it's got 93% on Metacritic and 9 out of 10 on Steam I'd highly recommend it it's a fair game and like it's a long game I've scratched the surface in it I remember with uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 like because it's similar to your GTA and it's open world you just kind of get carried away. Yeah. Like you, ju- yeah. you just you so end up riding your horse over it. the cross. <laughs> You're like, oh, I've just spent fucking two hours riding my horse. <laughs> it's, I've, I've maybe spent, as bad as it sounds, maybe 100 plus hours playing that game that I'll never get back. Yeah. See, I've got it, but, but I've yet to, yet to play it. <laughs> <laughs> Dickhead. <laughs> no, no, fantastic game. I uh, like it's. It's not overly difficult. It's a story-based driven game where it gets you captured in the story, and it's just it's a fantastic game. Again, it's a game. It's a game that I've not played, but um, I've played GTA Doc. a fair bit. Yeah, I've, I've seen <laughs> gameplay from played? it. <laughs> Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've seen. I've seen a fair bit of gameplay from it. Um, it's it's just one that I like. I've not bothered purchasing, but I would play it. Um, it's like I say, it's similar to GTA, uh, but like I, I don't think I would end up doing anything other other than riding my horse around, <laughs> killing people, <laughs> getting guns. Sure. Sure. Mainly, all the story is the story is is ride your horse and go and kill a bunch of folk. Yeah. With, sounds, uh, with, sounds with good. a good narrative behind it. No, it's good. It's a good game. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. So then, moving on to our movie stroke TV series of the week, we've got Luffy. So this week, no fat boy, uh, this week, no fat no, boy, no. Fat boy <laughs> slim, fat boy slim. He's obviously on a diet, <laughs> <laughs> on, on the wedding diet. He's fucking looking, he's looking <laughs> slim. No comment. Um, no, this week I'm going to go with uh, the mini series Chernobyl that came out on HBO. Chernobyl, fucking Chernobyl, looking motherfucker. <laughs> Knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah, so I've gone with Chernobyl, five part mini series. 
um, that was released on Sky. I think it came out on HBO originally for yeah, it was American HBO side of stuff. Yeah. Um, a fantastic miniseries, if I'm honest. Like, I don't watch a lot of TV or films, um, but it's something, as soon as you watch the first episode, you're engrossed with it and you just want to keep watching. I, I could have watched another five episodes just to keep going. I thought it was that good. Like it's been nominated, it was nominated for um, 55 awards that it didn't win and it won 79 awards, which just screams the fact that it was how good it is. Amazing. Yeah, I've heard it's absolutely unreal. I've not had the chance to watch it yet, but I've heard, I've not heard a bad thing about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm the it's, same. I've not had a chance, but I have, I've, yeah, I've not heard a bad word. I've watched it, it's phenomenal. That's and, the type of thing that I'm interested in. Like, I'll sit and watch your aircrash investigation and all that sort oh, of stuff. Fuck so, that. Psychopath. It's fucking weird. Sunday mornings, Callum, I used to come downstairs, Callum had like aircrash investigations on and fucking living it. I'm shitting myself watching fucking. I'll watch it before I go on holiday. Like, the week before I go on holiday. It's fucking terrifying. Just assessing which seat you're getting put in when you get on the plane. Oh, actually, this one's the most beneficial one to be in if you're in a high speed crash. No, like. The fact, like, I watch that sort of stuff, that's, like, kind of things that, that do interest me, like, a little bit of history and stuff, and um, it's a place I'd love to go to. Um, yeah, interesting yeah, travel choice. I think it'd be... No, I, I'm with you. I'm I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. It'd be cool to go in and actually just see what it's like. Even if you don't, still, yeah, even if you don't know much about it, you still there. know... Oh, yeah, there's people... Yeah, left. on the outskirts of it, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'd love to just, you know, be given a fucking hazmat suit or whatever they need to use you don't even, you don't even get that you, you can, just get a geiger counter boot. no i yeah, think no 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 like if, on oh, if you, you go in. deep if you go pretty deep you can yeah but if you only just last no but you can only last you only last fucking no time at all and the thing is, uh, is you don't you can, know it's it doesn't affect you immediately either it's all right you're only you going to grow a sixth toe on one foot it's fine <laughs> you can book <laughs> tours into the the village of pripyat but i don't know like obviously you, can, you can't go to the I, I read i read a book. i read a book by dom jolly mm-hmm. and remember him that done trigger happy yeah you can't read <laughs> you read <laughs> it's about the only book i've ever read back to school <laughs> <laughs> Show my dad I am no fool. We're looking at Schwan. Anyway, he, he he done a book called Dark Tourist, and he basically goes around, you know, these sorts of places. He goes to, uh, he goes to like the JFK shooting site. Nine times. And, and then he goes to Chernobyl as well. If I can remember right, I'm pretty sure he has to get like, you no, know, sign a waiver and yeah, do all that stuff and get proper hazmat up so he can. He can go in and see all the all the animals with like five heads and stuff like that. <laughs> the fish from Simpsons with three eyes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Drawing it, it back, the, the series, it, it was credited for being pretty accurate with things. Wasn't yeah, it? it was. The majority of it was factually correct. Obviously, I think they added like one or two characters just to kind of... Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got to dramatize it a little bit. I know the scientists in it were... Um, whittled into one character instead of like a whole team mm-hmm. like a lot of the scientists were like yeah. that instead of actually think, casting yeah, a whole fucking crew what was what was most amazing about the whole incident was there were people that you know deliberately stayed behind to try and control it knowing yeah they were going to they were, they were going to their death yeah 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 i think that's one of the most incredible i think you were signing up thing. for dying more or less to a certain the extent thing with it as well it, it all shows you nuts it shows you so much more like without 
sitting and diving into the internet and reading about it it mm. shows you more than what you know of it and how much like the russian government let on to what so happened they tried to cover it oh, they up tried to cover it up. there was yeah, <laughs> yeah there was so there's so much more to it than what's on the surface of what let's not you boys you stop what you're fucking saying but let's not talk about Russia too much because I don't want to die. <laughs> I don't want poison on my door handle. Die. We'll move it on. We'll move it lovely on. swiftly. Uh, we'll make an exit from that topic. Uh, so uh, moving on to our album of the week, uh, and I'm going to take this one, lads. Um, so uh, for me, the album of the week this week is Isles by Bicep. Um, <laughs> a bit of doof doof music. Bit of drum and bass. Um, which uh, so it's kind of more electronic sort of um kind of trancey rhythmic sort of instrumental kind of stuff um it's two lads from ireland i believe um and i've actually seen them three times uh, once it was with loopy and junior out at snowbox have you um, and then have you was it and uh, yeah, yeah first first one <laughs> um, i do not fucking remember <laughs> i was there for the first one uh you wasn't there for the first oh, one neither you were neither you were sorry no, no, i was, was just loopy then uh, and I've seen them down at Printworks in London and they just do, they do incredible shows when they do them. Their light shows and everything are just phenomenal. Um, and their new album, really, really good on par with all their other stuff they've done. Just a, a nice, easy listen. Um, and also the, re- the reason- I I've tried to listen to it week, the other day. It wasn't a nice, easy listen. <laughs> <laughs> so one Everybody's of the reasons I brought them up this week- Everybody's got their own taste in music. <laughs> exactly. Unless I'm 20 pins deep. I listened. <laughs> But it does the job when you are. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the reason I brought them up this week was because they're um, they're doing a live stream show uh, on Friday. Um, they're doing it from the uh, Satachi Gallery, I think, in London. Um, they did another one back in November, um, which they broadcast around the world, which uh, was was really good to listen to. So if anyone listens in, they're a fan. They probably already know about it, but definitely want to check out. I know I will be. Uh, yeah you can enjoy cool. that on your own yeah I, will. <laughs> I, did, I did with the last one as well <laughs> uh, so i suppose that moves us on to our, our final segment we've got the restaurant of the week with jj yeah I'm, I'm taking this one this week and the one i'm going with it's fairly fairly local to me like when my parents and stuff and it's the cock and bull just beside balmidi mm-hmm. yeah it's an awesome awesome restaurant they Fantastic do fantastic uh, place yeah, it's it's very family orientated, family friendly restaurant. We like delicious food, and it's all pretty reasonably priced as well. Like it's not it's not going to break the bank to go there. Like some places, like like the the standard there, you would expect to be breaking the bank, but mm-hmm. it's right, that good. That that's a local restaurant that's been around for ages. Oh, it's been well. around for so long. Oh, yeah. I, I they've, panicked they've, a bit when the yeah they've kind of they've kind of had a bad like go of it lately because of the bypass obviously like mm. everyone passed it before yeah yeah so the the passing trades kind of gone <clears throat> and that's that was kind of one reason why i wanted to bring it up was because obviously the passing trades now gone but it's still there mm. and it's it's still, you still just, an amazing restaurant. you have to go obviously, through ball now don't you, you? yeah, yeah you kind of have to cut off but it was the same same thing as well then they obviously promote that trump's is there but i don't promoting that this amazing restaurant there. But so, a yeah. fucking local restaurant. Aberdeen's yeah, and it's been there for years. and So, yeah, I, I just wanted to kind of drum them up because I think they've had a bad go of it with the, the whole bypass yeah. and stuff. So if you ever get the chance when, when things ease up, I'd, I'd definitely recommend going to Cock and Bull. I second that as well. Definitely yeah, jump in too. there. Me too. Yeah. Right, awesome. guys. Well, I think that uh, rounds up today's podcast, doesn't it? I think so. Yes, I think yeah. it does. It does. So we'll, uh, we'll catch you all for 
for episode four with ex-pro skateboarder and Livy legend and my cousin Ben Layden. Love, love you, Livy. Catch you later, guys. Bye. Bye.